Welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of two real people. We're your hosts. I'm Brittany Bowering, and that's Penny Blackmore. Da why? <laughs> if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe, or tell a friend, uh, or put it on the internet, or literally do anything. Someone did that today. Oh, yeah, they did. Pascal. Pascal. Hi, Pascal. Thank Called you. Him out. What a sweetheart. Love Posted it. about it. That was nice. Um, okay, Pen. what's going on? I can't wait to hear because I'm reading your notes and I'm excited to hear what you have to say. <laughs> it's funny because, like, yeah, our notes are often, like, more comprehensive, but mine is, like, three bullet points of, like, yeah. weird words. Um, but I was thinking, uh, so basically, um, in case you guys didn't know, I do, as a hobby, yeah. I do creative writing. So I write fiction, I write short stories, I'm working on a novel, which I've been working on for a million years. But isn't that the, the whole thing? Yeah, exactly. Every writer's yep. working on their novel, right? <laughs> One day. Yeah. Um, and basically, like, when I look at other writers, I'm like, oh, it's the, the published and established writers are all working um, as, like, they're teaching, basically. Yeah. So they're working at major universities or not-so-major universities teaching um, literary subjects. Mm-hmm. And that really got me thinking, like, how teaching is such a good mechanism for reflection and also for deepening your knowledge. So um, I think you and I can really relate to this because we trained a lot of companies in our last role. Um, but you have to not only know what you're doing, but you have to really know the essence of why. Yeah, the why, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it's so untrue, this whole, you know, um, those who can't do teach, because it's it's not at all true. It's total bullshit. It's completely bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like some of the, like Zadie Smith and Roxane Gay, like these are major published authors, and they're all working teaching students. Mm-hmm. And what I love about that as well is that um, the successful people are kind of feeding, they're sharing their knowledge and feeding straight back into the next generation, which I think is so important. Absolutely. I think I would also, I think we've talked about this before, but actually challenge, I would I would kind of challenge you not you, Penny, but mm. you listeners, mm. to take whatever it is that you do um, for work in your career and kind of maybe even like put together a short one-hour little training. Or, short or, one hour. Well, isn't that <laughs> that's, that's short? That's short for you, but for a first-timer, like Brittany's used okay. to running two whole days. Okay, but for so, a first-timer, that's super long. Okay, 20 minutes? But what? I, but the tip that I give to people... <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna neg you. I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> all right, it's all like right. I think uh, you and I have a lot of confidence, so we need to like factor in that lots of people don't have that much confidence. Okay, right. Um, so what you should do is just teach an idea to a junior. That's Literally, it. Literally, like just be like, does anyone want to know more about? Quick, Brit. <laughs> uh, building slides and presentations. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to like learn a quick lesson on JavaScript? Um, and someone will like pop up on your Slack channel and be like, "Yeah, me." And just give them a one hundred and one, like a twenty minute yeah. chat, answer any questions they have, um, and then. Yeah, yeah, kind of build from there. Okay, that's really good because I think. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I was just thinking, you know, like bring some people, bring all your colleagues together and teach them something in an hour. Okay, that's a bit much. That is but, overwhelming. But I, I love the idea of just putting it out there to maybe potentially one or two of your colleagues and yeah. say, hey, like um, I've learned some things about how to really build a great presentation. So the next time we're presenting to a client or blah blah blah, whatever, these are some things that you could take with you. And I thought mm-hmm. I would just share them, and probably your colleagues will be like, cool. Thank you 
so much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a nice thing to do. I have to say, like, whenever I've had to present directly to my peers at work, not so much anymore. I'm totally comfortable now. But at first, like, that was way more nerve-wracking for me I know. than talking to a client. So like speaking to your colleagues is like, oh my God. Yeah, for me too, though. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, yeah. I get more nervous. I don't mm. know why. Because they see you in action, I guess. Yeah. So you, yeah, you really can't bullshit yeah. your colleagues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? No, never mind. That's not what I meant. <laughs> cool. Oh what about gosh. you, Britt? What's up? Well, okay, I, I know that um, in this episode, we're going to be talking a lot about kind of social media and personal branding and stuff. But I have to say, I've had this realization, like I always knew it was important. Mm. I always knew it was important to make sure that it's very clear what you do, mm. you know, what you're good at and how you can as add an value individual. as an individual yeah. to like a, in, to the public, let's say. But I've realized now just how um, great it is mm. if you're ever planning to move on from the current company you're at, mm. whether it's to get another job somewhere um, or to work freelance or to build your own business, I would highly, highly recommend that people somehow figure out a way to um, be, um, how can I say this, be like Proactive. a public, oh, sorry, you yeah. know, a public somehow figure mm. of that company. So I don't mm. mean public figure, that's a bit too much, too bold, but I'm, I'm meaning like somehow, you know, you can write on the blog of mm. your companies, you can, um, you know, organize events where mm. you're like hosting things. You could even like volunteer to host your company's podcast once yeah. in a while if that's yeah. something that's, you know, an opportunity that's available. But don't available. push it too hard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if, they, if, if your boss says no, then just leave it until of course, yes. <laughs> of course, but something where you can actually have a little bit of um, exposure mm. beyond your company walls is going to help you massively oh, when you God. leave. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, like, Brittany, <laughs> Brittany was kind of the face of the, the company that we used to work for, and that sort of exposure has given her so much. I mean, like, you earned it, obviously, but it's just such a great... It's. Uh, <laughs> I'm very lucky. Like, I know that I'm very... Like, I, I've... I've done a lot and I worked hard, but I also am very lucky that I was given all of those opportunities to mm. actually represent the company yeah. um, in so many different ways. Sure. So I know that that's not an opportunity that everyone is presented with. Um, but if, if you can even get a little bit of that, like 100%. if you can somehow, yeah, I would really yeah. highly recommend it. And that, I mean, like in life, you've got to create your own opportunities. It's and true. I'm not saying like, especially if you work for a big organization, you can't generally just do whatever you want and yeah. use the company name. But can you write a medium post? Can you develop your Instagram profile? Like figure out what makes sense for you as an individual, whether you're sort of super introverted or super extroverted or you write really well or you you condense ideas in an interesting way. Like yeah. those sort of things will help you to leverage a little bit. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's absolutely true. And um, yeah, I mean, right now I have a lot of people because they know who I am. Mm. It's it's so simple. It's like they know who I am. They recognize me. Mm. They, like they know kind of my name or they've heard it or whatever. Then they've seen what I've done because also my work was very visible. So that's mm. another kind of factor where it's like, okay, yeah, that's also um, a, a great opportunity. And and they now are, they're connected in my network. So they're, they've heard now that yeah. I'm, that I've moved on. Yeah, yeah. So it's those th- three things that are, have now, like I haven't had to reach out 
to anybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I also, I've also, it's inbound. only been a week. But yeah. it's all been inbound, which is insane. But that's like, the nature of marketing. Yes. Is that you put a, the, the, basically like, and this is what I tell all of my clients to do, like people have to understand what you're all about. Yeah. Like they have to have an idea of like, what is the tone of voice of you as an individual or you as a company? Yeah. Um, so they have an idea of what to expect. It makes them feel like they already know you before they actually reach you. But they don't know Brittany. But they think they do. <laughs> and that's a huge I'm just benefit. kidding. They do. No, I actually am very, very, I was. I don't know why I just kind of sh- felt I like love shouting that. that you yeah. Know? But they You don't actually, know me, but yeah. they do actually, because I'm actually very candid on all of the platforms. Mm. I'm exactly who I am. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Actually, anyway. I was listening to this thing, quick sidebar. Quick sidebar. Um, I was listening to this thing about alter egos and the idea of like, when you're starting out in a job, you have to have an alter ego so that um, Penny becomes uh, Magdalena, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and that and that person Magdalene. is who you want to be, Ooh. right? Like they're put, they're kicking goals, they're performing exactly how you want to perform, right. and so that you can kind of step into this role. And as your career progresses, the two people merge, and you become that person. And I totally got that because. When I first started in sales and business development, I found it really embarrassing to do stuff in front of my colleagues. Mm -hmm. Like I'd much rather go and have a meeting with a client one-on-one because I'd kind of go into this zone and it was a person that was not me. That's so Like ultra professional, ultra articulate Penny. Yeah. Um, And so I went into this zone and then I come back to the office and be a totally different person. And now those two people have merged and I can do anything in front of anyone. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like you've kind of hit the goal as well. Like being authentic in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's good. Great. I'm going to introduce this section because Ooh. I basically forced Brittany <laughs> to do this for us. But um, I am excited about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she. <laughs> sorry, not forced is the wrong word. I mean, Bent. I was, I was forced, <laughs> but I'm still excited. Um, basically, uh, Brittany and I've been working together over a, uh, the last couple of weeks, and I've realised that so much. Um, Brittany has so much in her brain when it comes to social media um, <laughs> and content. Um, and also following our chat about developing your professional voice, which is our episode last week, we thought we'd help you to apply that um, to the internet. The internet. Yeah. So um, <laughs> this is going to be Social Media 101 with yeah. Brittany, special with Brittany. guest. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, is, is there anything you want to say, Brittany, to introduce this section? Ooh. Well, <laughs> um, I will say that... Um, social media has been something that I've always had like a love-hate relationship with. Yeah. Um, so for me, I like to do like I like to do social media my way, the way that I feel good about it, mm. and kind of forget all of the like nonsense, bullshit, mm. annoying stuff that yeah. social media comes with. Yeah. And just sort of focus on the good aspects of it. Yeah. And I think what you do really nicely, and why I respect you as a person, jokes, sorry, <laughs> too much, um, is that you don't care about like being an influencer. Like right. that's not your end goal. You're you're much more focused on other things. Um, and so things happen very organically to you. 
for you. Um, and that's what we want to focus on. Um, I feel like there's not, like, I really, I think there's nothing worse than someone being like, I'd like to be an influencer. Yeah, gross. Like, what do you, oh, what, have, what have you got to say? Um, so, uh, I guess the key point we want here is like, how can you get social media to be a positive tool for you without exactly. um, losing your integrity? Yeah, <laughs> having still a positive relationship with it because it can be very, very power- powerful. So, yeah. Are you happy with my questions? Because you love can also, them. okay, no, yeah, them. you can rephrase them. They're great. Okay, so question number one Numero for Brittany. All right, I'm in. Um, when you're putting stuff on social media, uh, I want to know, like, what are the the kind of top things that you consider? Like, do you have a bit of a a triage process for what goes up online? Or yeah, that's interesting. Okay, mm. so I think that one of the best things I ever saw about this is was, came from Austin Cleon. Mm. Um, he wrote a book called Steal Like an Artist and oh, many yeah. other books. He's yeah. very very good. For anybody who's working in a creative field, you should for sure like. Read his, yeah. Write that down. We'll put it in the notes. It's going in the show notes. Great. Um, And he does this, he kind of explains um, this theory that he has where there's like the two, you know, the diagram with like two circles Mm -hmm. and they're kind of overlapped. Yeah. So on one of the circles is the things that you think are really cool, really interesting, valuable, whatever, right? Great. And then the other circle is the things that you think your audience would be interested uh, yeah, in. totally. And then the overlap, where those overlap, <laughs> that's what you should be posting. I feel like our whole podcast is trying to get that overlap. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but in all, yeah, in any kind of content that's going on social media, what I always consider is who is going to be interested in this? Mm-hmm. Like, who is the audience, right? What are their challenges and why would this be helpful? Mm-hmm. Who am I and what is my kind of like... What am I bringing to the table? Like, yeah. what's my message when yeah. it comes to this? And then, um, and then I think about it, and I look at it, and I'm like, okay, is it is it valuable? Is it interesting? Is it emotional? Is it funny? It has to be one of these things that gets a reaction from people. Mm. It doesn't always have to get a reaction, but ideally, when you're posting on social media, you don't want to have a bland like it. You know, something that doesn't get anybody excited or 100%. it's it's useless why yeah. put it out there right yeah like I notice a lot of uh especially I guess fashion influencers yeah they literally like all they do is put selfies up of <sighs> and I'm like what's the point what like you haven't this? even put a good caption on there you don't even care about yeah. like what the actual point of this thing is is it like is there if the world ended tomorrow would anyone remember this selfie exactly um so exactly. yeah I think yeah, delivering value. That's going to be a freaking point. There has to be, yeah. yeah. And I mean, if you want to grow an audience and you want people to share, comment, like, whatever, then you have to give them something interesting. Yeah. Something that, it's just about emotion when it comes to social media. So something that either they find sad, happy, interesting, mm. you know, surprising, like all of those emotions, you want to trigger those. Yeah. Um, Not yeah. all at once necessarily. Not, you don't want to do it all at once. <laughs> People are yeah. just having psychotic breaks. <laughs> Might be alarming. Yeah. But I, but I think that that's the key thing that people should think about when they post. It's just like, who is it for? And what am I trying, like, what's my message? What's mm. the value that I'm going to give this person? Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and uh, in the spirit of our last episode where we made people kind of reflect on their weaknesses. Uh-huh. I'd love to know uh, what's the biggest mistake you've made on social media 
Um, and also, what are some common mistakes that you see individuals making? Okay. Yeah. So the f- biggest mistake that I've made or the, the, the biggest problem I've had maybe when it comes to social media is actually really caring too much about what other people think. Yeah, right. And thinking about it. Like, this goes hand-in-hand hand with kind of imposter syndrome. Like, I'm posting things on Instagram or on, you know, even YouTube where I'm like, here's how to do this thing or this is what I've learned about this. Mm. And a, a big part of me is like, who are you to post something about what you've learned, Brittany? Like, yeah. you're just this girl who's, you know, mm. you're not even that old. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what do you even know about life? You know, like, all these thoughts are, like, mm. thrown around in my brain. So that was something that I really struggled with. And then, of course, I got one of, like, when you get, a, a like, a terrible comment yeah. or someone, like, attacks what you're doing, it's pretty Ugh. rough. Yeah. So I think that I really had to kind of get over that. I remember, so one of my first videos at AJ and Smart, someone wrote, um... Someone wrote in one of the comments. It was like, uh, like I felt, I feel like it was me and uh, Kit actually mm. at the time. So he's the guy who now uh, edits our podcast. Hi, Kit. Uh, and he's a real good friend. Mm-hmm. And we were in a video together and we were being like, kind of goofy and we were having a lot of fun. And basically the person wrote like, I feel like I'm stupider after watching. (laughs) After like, I feel like I've lost intelligence uh, from my brain that I'll never get back. And just like really, Mm. really ripped us apart. And I was like, it was, it really hit me. Mm. Oh yeah. But I mean, I mean, like I got one mean comment once. Um, But honestly, uh, I've heard some influencers talk about this. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically, I think they all say the same thing. Like, you should not. Not feel sorry for the person that makes that mean comment, but like who takes time exactly. out of their day yeah. Yeah. to do something like that? Yeah. And it's like, very the cool get thing. Get a life. <laughs> I mean, the thing that keeps me, uh, you know, continuing to actually engage in social media is that for every negative comment you get, there's t- 200 <laughs> positive ones. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because people are inherently actually quite good. Yeah. So that's the one thing that I think people need to get over. I think a lot of people, this kind of goes hand in hand with the second uh, question, Mm -hmm, which is what mm -hmm. are some of the mistakes? I think that people are way too precious about Mm. what they put out. Mm, So mm -hmm, yes, mm -hmm. you should deliver value. And yes, you want to make sure that you're not just like throwing selfies out there with no context or anything. But um, you have to experiment. You have to post, you know, often and uh, regularly in order to even learn what it is that people that respond to. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think people often like hold on to things and they're like, oh, I don't know if I should, oh, and you know, I'm not sure how these people will react to it. It's like, just do, you, you got to yeah. do it. Yeah, and they and they it's spend a lot of time like trying to execute this perfect yes. picture and they Photoshop it and they or they oh create this video or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it does not need to be that schmick. Yeah. Um, you need to, it's about the message. Totally. Yeah. And for me, I really like the idea that, um, Thing, not that things are throwaway, but that things are a little bit, um, they're not as, you know, I can put something out there and as long as it's not like offensive, mm. um, it's it's fine if it's not the greatest thing that I've ever done because totally. tomorrow I can do something a little bit better, you yeah. know, but just yeah. giving yourself permission to actually experiment and put things out there that maybe you feel like aren't perfect. And yeah. I think for a person who's creative in any way, this is a real 
this is really hard, yeah, right? Because yeah, you're like, you want to oh. finish the product. Yeah, you had this idea of what this, you know, video could be like or this post or whatever, mm. and it's not quite there. And yeah. you're like, oh, shit. But I, I highly advise people to just post. Yeah. I think when I joined Instagram, especially, um, I did it because I wanted insight into people's lives. Mm-hmm. I didn't want these sort of magazine picture perfect. Exactly. Like these images or, or statements. Exactly. I wanted like... I wanted the inside story. Yes. And so I think, yeah, hopefully that that's something that other people want to do too. Yeah. Or I'm just a creep. Yeah. You're <laughs> a I, little bit creepy. I am a creep. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I am a creep. Don't fight it. Full, don't fight it. Full creep. Full creepo. So what are some of the trends that you're seeing on, on different platforms? Um, into, uh, and, and honestly, like I have no idea what to even prompt you on this. Yeah, okay. I don't, I don't know about any trends. Yeah. So um, I'm not a big fan of the trends uh-huh. but what the 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 thing you need to think about is a trend is a trend on social media most likely well it could be one of two things but most likely it's because like the algorithm has changed or yes. something is yeah. different and people have figured out how to kind of capitalize on that yeah i remember when linkedin uh promoted posts it like uh what do you call it? Surfaced posts that had those kind of like two lines and yeah. then two spaces and then two lines. So they were kind of long yeah. and you had to click the read more thing. Yeah. And so all over LinkedIn for a while were these Everybody bloody, stupid, dramatic posts. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I think that um, like if you're on, if you're a heavy Instagram user, such as myself, I guess, um, you'll probably notice that this whole carousel thing is becoming really popular. So <laughs> you have all the tiles and there's like five, six, seven tiles and you have to swipe through them and there's text and, yeah. you know, they're t- telling you, like, a little story. And some of them are really, really good. I mean, yeah. I Seth feel Seth Godin like does them. Seth Godin is mm. great. He's really good. I mean, Chris Doe does them a lot. And, of course, his look, really nice. Yeah. But also super tangible information. And he's really good at actually conveying. He also spends so much time doing it. Yeah, you know, right. Chris, so if you follow Chris Doe, he actually does all of his own Instagram posts. Wow. Who is Christo for the audience? Good call. <laughs> so Christo is basically like a famous product designer or designer, I guess, Brand in general. Designer. Brand designer. Yeah. Correct. Um, and he, um, yeah, he, he started a, a company called The Future, which is basically like an education company. He's all about the business of design is his mm. big thing. Yeah. Um, and he is very, very big. He, I think he has 150,000. Wow. Really? Instagram Whoa, followers. Geez. Yeah, it's insane. So, and he does all these. He's doing now like just strictly carousels because he found that they work. Because basically what they do is they keep you on the platform or mm. the, you know, on the app for as long as possible. Right, okay. They're engaged. Like people are reading and they're mm. swiping and then they're commenting. And-, and I guess also Instagram can track whether people are swiping yes. or not. If they get to the third slide, if they get to the fifth slide. That is exactly right. By the way, can I just say that when Brittany first told me that she made a carousel... I literally, I I didn't know what a carousel was. So I thought she had like made some kind of um, video of herself <laughs> on a carousel. Like, that is so on a funny. Horse. And I was, and she was like in front of her boyfriend. She was like, yeah, I made a carousel. And I was like, I don't really think that's on brand for you. And both of them kind of looked at me like, what? okay, that's a strong opinion. Yeah, yeah. 
But now, but this, I know. Is, this is a classic situation of um, you being so deep in a topic that you think everybody knows when I say exactly. carousel, what that means. It's so funny. I was like, what? So yeah, so carousels on Instagram are kicking off. But basically, the thing is, on any of these platforms, the thing that's trending is keeping people on that platform. Mm. So anytime you are posting on Facebook or LinkedIn or even Instagram, if you're directing people to go away from mm. that platform, this is bad. Yeah. And this will, the, the, the platform just won't bring up your post as much as it will the ones that are keeping people on it for mm -hmm. longer. Mm -hmm. So that's like a key learning that if you're posting on LinkedIn, you should be posting something. Like if you're writing an article, best is actually to take the article and post it natively on yeah. LinkedIn instead of like linking people to Medium, mm -hmm. right? Or somewhere else. Um, it's, it's, you have to actually keep people there in order for the for the platform to kind of the algorithm to kind of you know boost let up you your, shine exactly actually yeah i remember you told me i was like oh i put something on linkedin it got like seven views yeah. which is an exaggeration it was more than that and Brittany <laughs> was like oh it's because you put this link to spotify yeah because i was trying to link it the literally podcast. just deprioritizes like, your nope post. Don't yeah. betray us, bitch. Yeah, exactly. So, like, my advice for these kind of things is pick a plat. Maybe if it's just you, 100%. pick one platform and just yeah. go all in on it. Mm -hmm. And don't try to build your audience in all these different places. Mm -hmm. Pick the one that's going to be most valuable for you and most enjoyable for you to be on and mm -hmm. using and interacting with and just focus there. And yeah. try not to, like, be like, okay, but now, you know, YouTube will bring people to Instagram and Instagram will be bring people to LinkedIn and LinkedIn, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It doesn't work like that, yeah. at least not right now. Great. So that's what I would say. Okay, so you mentioned a couple of uh, major platforms. Obviously, yeah. Instagram and YouTube are really massive right now. Um, what are the emerging platforms that people should be aware of and maybe keep an eye on? Yeah. Um, according to Whitney. According to Whit. <laughs> okay, so this is one that I haven't personally really dove into too much, mm. but everybody right now is talking about TikTok. I was going to download that yesterday, and then I was like, you know what? Is this it? I think you should. Can shouldn't. I just be too old? <laughs> well, I didn't want to use it. You know what I you mean? Wanted like, to I just want to see what it was see about. See what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. But I. But the reason that I said you shouldn't is because I feel like you're the kind of person who would just get fully sucked into it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because really? you. Because you. I mean, you already spend a lot of time on like. Like with, you know, funny videos and like, right? Uh, the the weird thing about TikTok for me um, is that it's kind of spawned all these communities. Yeah. Like gamer yeah. girls and soft boys and yeah. like, uh, I sound so fucking old right now. Um, <laughs> I basically like keep young people in my life and I'm like, so what's the hippity haps? What's, yeah. what's the kids doing these days? The cool thing, I mean, the interesting thing I should say about TikTok is that it's different from other platforms in that you can have like nobody following you and you can post a video and it can completely take Go off. Far. Oh, so that's a really important point. That's right. why people are on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They but don't have to build a following. But it's full of a lot, a lot of bullshit. Oh, of course, yeah. Like, even more so mm. than Instagram and YouTube. Like, TikTok is just, it's just, I don't know. Because people, you know, there, there are creative people in the world. And then there are people who are, you know, just trying to <laughs> trying to get, you know, anything attention. they can attention-wise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I just think that it... it it becomes a bit messy on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, um, when I was writing these questions, I was reflecting on a time when I saw a talk mm -hmm. probably about three, three or four years ago 
Um, and it was a guy talking about how Snapchat is going to be the future of marketing. Yeah. And yeah. it's fascinating because, like, obviously there was that Kylie Jenner tweet where she yeah. sort of, or tweet or Instagram post where she said, has anyone ever even used Snapchat in the last six months? Yeah. And then it just, like, the share price dropped and so on and so forth. And I was like... It's interesting watching these platforms and how viral they can get yeah. and then how quickly the the transferable stuff between business practicality and yeah. just another social media platform is, it's tenuous. Yeah. I really think that like something, I think TikTok is going to be very similar to, to Snapchat mm. if I were to make a prediction. Mm. I think that it will get even more popular and a lot of brands will start to kind of take it on. But then I think it'll be kind of somewhat like, it's just you're you're targeting also a very young, mm. you know, for, for B2B stuff, for like personal branding stuff, I think TikTok is, mm. I mean, I don't see it as being a big player, at least not yet. Yeah. Prediction. God, I hate saying it now. It's just going to be floating in yeah, the yeah. that I said that. <laughs> Watch TikTok take over the world. Jesus. Um, okay, so, but TikTok is definitely all the rage. If you're not targeting, like, preteens or people that are just looking for, you know, mm. like, distraction, I actually think this might be a little bit... Um, old-fashioned. Old-fashioned or silly <laughs> to say, but I actually think that um, in terms of personal branding and B2B stuff, LinkedIn is still a very underrated 100%. platform. 100%. Yeah. Like, I get so much business out of LinkedIn. Yeah. It's I crazy. Like, I think like two and a half thousand people. And you're not even, like, you're not even, I mean, you post regularly on LinkedIn, but it's not like you're like doubling down and like no. creating all this like I'm just like, content. hi, what's up? Exactly. Yeah. You, you post like thoughts that you have and you share things. But like people who are committed to writing articles for LinkedIn, like actually within the platform mm. and kind of building a little bit more of a brand for themselves. I think LinkedIn is the, it, it's so underrated right mm. now. And people, mm. and, and I mean, I think people were saying that even a year ago, but I still think it is. Yeah. And when you so run ads on there, you can actually target roles as Amazing. well. Amazing. Like, it's which incredible. is awesome. You can boost um, posts and yeah. target like yeah, specific industries. Like, I roles. want product managers yeah. from the energy and oil and gas. Yeah. you know what I mean. It's like, completely insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, and people are. I think it, it's it's also. I think there was like this weird thing that happened to LinkedIn. It got really popular, and then people were like, oh, "Fuck this!" Like it's annoying to use. Then it got a little bit better, and now people I think are kind of picking it up again, and they're mm. like, "Okay, this is actually a tool that mm. that is valuable for me and my network." For sure. So I think honestly, LinkedIn. It, LinkedIn is trendy. <laughs> I mean, it will get there eventually. Goddamn. And what are some of your favorite? Do you have like a couple of resources that you regularly check out or that have really helped you? And would you be willing to share them? Okay. So I'm just going to name a few. Mm -hmm. They're like, they're kind of obvious, but they're really good. Mm -hmm. So HubSpot's blog is really, really good. That's not obvious to me at all. Okay. (laughs) It's great. Great. It's like everything you could possibly want to know about content, Mm -hmm. social media is there. Mm -hmm. Buffer as well. Their blog is excellent. Mm -hmm. They do so much content on it. So it's like every possible, again, question you could have. It's great. great. And we'll link these in the show notes, obviously. Yeah, and then there's actually a podcast that is hosted by Salesforce. It's called Social Media Pros. And they get people on from like people who are social, like basically who work in this industry all the time. And they get them on and interview them about different things. They talk a lot about paid, you know, on social and, um, you know, just basically developing strategy. There's all, I mean... 
th- this podcast has been going on for years. So yeah. there's tons of gold in I that. I can't wait to listen to that because I'm kind of in a hyper learning mode as Ooh, well. Cool. Like I'm really interested in this stuff. Yeah. Cool. Um, and s- sorry, I've really, uh, I've really put you through the ringer. But um, <laughs> <laughs> finally, one last question. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that people should focus on, and we're talking about our audience who are like either job seekers or they're in a job and they're interested in developing their career, yeah, what is the one thing that people should focus on when okay. they're thinking about social and content? So um, I've kind of already said it a little bit, mm-hmm. but I really want to kind emphasize. of emphasize yeah, this, yeah. is that you really want to focus entirely on bringing people valuable information. Yes. Like yeah. that is it. If you bring people value, if you help people learn something or teach them something new or just provide your experience and and talk about it, people will they'll get they'll engage with you, they'll follow you, they'll share you yes. your, your you yeah. know your content with other people, which is how you grow and actually make a bit a bit of um of a brand out of yourself. And it's just there's so many people putting bullshit out there that mm. if you just take a little bit of extra time and actually bring value it's it's a game changer a hundred percent yeah that's yeah. fucking awesome Brit. yeah woo social media 101 That was fun. Yeah, that was super fun. Gosh, Um, I liked that. And do you know what's really cute right now, guys? Tell me. So um, I'm obviously at Brittany's house because that's where we record the podcast. We're in the closet. And she's made me soup. I made soup (laughs) because I'm a freelancer now. So I can go to the grocery store on a Monday morning when nobody's there. Oh, my God. I've been to the grocery store now at weird times and I'm like, whoa, there's a really different dynamic at different times of day. Yeah. Like, do you, do you notice though, if you go to the grocery store on like, um, what is it like Friday evening or Saturday evening that there are like, you know how they say that like, that's where people meet. Do you find that like you get looked at? Oh, yes. Right? It's like an actual thing. Yeah, yeah, checked out. Yeah, like guys are like... It's kind of my fantasy to be picked up in the supermarket. Of course. Because like, it's such a cute like story. It's a meat cute. It's adorable. Um, Yeah. But like 8 a.m., any time of the work week, Mm -hmm. school kids, they're all in there buying like Oreos and like candy and stuff. (gasps) Right before school. And then there's like mama clock, which is like women with prams. Yes. And then there's like uh, drunk person o'clock. Right, drunk person. (laughs) Day drunk. There's also the kids after school. And in Germany, kids get out of school at like one o'clock. Yeah. Which is like... They get in early, it seems. Yeah. Like 8.30-ish. But then they're they're buying their like Fanta, you know, or like whatever. I'm so scared of German teenagers. They scare me too. Yeah, because I... They're yeah. so much cooler than I was yeah, as a teenager. Yeah, they look like little gangsters. Yeah, they're because like, they're also, up? But they're also living in like Berlin in like this big city. Yeah. Whereas I was always like in this like little, you know, yeah, suburban totally. place. Oh, <laughs> hilarious. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We uh, thank you so much, Brittany, for sharing your oh, yeah, thanks, clever, Ken. clever advice. Um, yeah. We'll see you next, next week. Tuesday <laughs> week. Yes, next week. Tuesday. We'll see you next week. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.